Have you heard the phrase, teamwork makes the dream work? Well, I agree with that, but only if your team are working with you instead of against you. Otherwise, it can be more of a nightmare than a great dream. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host, Osman Cherif from Rapid Transformation, and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills, and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 67. Today I thought we would talk about something that hasn't had much airtime or attention on this podcast so far because yet being very selfish it's been focused around you the business owner of your business but let's just widen that a little bit today. Let's have a conversation around your team and those that can hopefully help make life easier for you to allow you to focus and collaboratively work together to grow your business. And this is something that I often am helping coach my clients through, especially when they're at key moments such as hiring new team members or changing the way that they're working or just not doing everything themselves anymore. And what I find is typically from my experience, I work with clients that are in two camps. The first one is where they're effectively operating like a solopreneur, but they've got some virtual support or freelance support as and when they need it to help them in their business. And then the other camp are those that have got a small team that they employ or that they work very, very closely with. So it's like they're an extension of their team and they're there to help them to really focus and grow their business. And of course, there are those that are kind of on that path where that is their next logical or their next best decision around, okay, when am I going to get someone, whether that is in a virtual or a freelance way, or when am I going to take on my first hire? So today's episode is going to really share my top tips and my experiences for both of those situations and to help you to make this journey as easy, as effortless and as fun as possible. Because from my experience, it can often be far from that. Typically, the first couple of people that you have in your team, they don't always work out. And I know that's a generalization. And what can happen is that you get the fear or you get the, well, this isn't working. I need to do it all myself. And that actually can stop you from really thinking and embracing and truly learning from that experience as well. And the other thing that I find really bizarre but true from my experience is that Like I've said in many podcast episodes before, I came from the corporate world where I was leading and managing teams of people. And also I work with a lot of business owners that have come from that similar environment where they were leaders, they were managers, they had teams of people who often had teams of people that they managed as well. But when they took that plunge and they then became their own boss, something can shift and it's like they're in a different world and they're in a different environment. But with that, they find it even harder when it comes to leading their own team in their business and it can be really challenging. So why does that happen? And my best thinking around that is because ultimately the buck stops with you. You are the person that is driving the whole ship. And compared to when you worked in a larger organization or a larger team or an environment, 
And you most likely had a boss above you giving you direction and they most likely had a boss above them and as it continues to go in the corporate world. But really when it comes down to being your own boss in this wonderful environment where we get to grow our own businesses, quite frankly, it all revolves around you. You're the person that's going to have to lead that team to have the vision to allow it to really grow in a way that's positive as well. So you don't necessarily feel like you have that backup of the bigger company or the bigger strategy or the chief executives and the directors, etc. Ultimately, all those roles are often your responsibility ultimately as well. So let's explore five key things that could help you to really not pull out your hair, not want to kind of go, why am I doing this? And actually make a team a viable option for you currently or to help you grow a business and a team in the near future as well. So my first top tip is all around actually getting help in the first place. Honestly, it can make a huge difference for you and your business. And this is one thing that I hear people say to me is, oh, I'll do it at some point. I can't wait till I do it. But in the world that we live in today, it's so easy to get help and it doesn't have to be a big, scary commitment as well. So the first thing, though, it comes down to you and to allow yourself to give yourself that permission to stop trying to do everything yourself, because if you do that, you'll always limit what you can make happen. And it means that you'll then continuously be that all-rounder instead of giving yourself that chance to play to your talents and play to your entrepreneurial superpower as much as you possibly can. It also does come down to what you want, though. It can depend on your goals for your business and also for your life, the way that you want your business to look and feel. And also, it really depends on what motivates you, what your values are. And these can really have a massive impact on your business model and how you create the design of your business as well. And let me give you an example. Just before recording this podcast episode, I had a coaching session with one of my clients who's part of the current 90 Day Mastermind. And what we wanted to do was to really understand what her motivators were, her drivers in her business, i.e. what her values are. And quite quickly, we noticed that actually being part of a team is really high up for her in her business. So with that in mind, when it comes to the design of our business, we have to really bear that in mind because that has a massive impact on what will actually motivate her to grow her business. So that will impact her business model compared to someone else, for example, who might not have that value around teamwork as high up. Therefore, they could operate the same type of business but their business model could be very, very different. And it also comes down to your experience. I remember when I first started my business over 12 years ago, I thought at that time I wanted to have a big team around me that I'd employ, that I'd be trainers and coaches and That's what I thought success was. And over the years, I have actually had a couple of people that have worked with me and I've had great lessons from it. They really helped me in lots of ways and also allowed me to recognize, okay, what do I really want? What's right for me and my business? And my vision, my design of my business is different now as a result because I realize that I love working with my clients that 
come to me because they've either been referred or recommended or they've listened to the podcast or they've seen me speak and they think, right, you really get me and I want to work with you. So can you see, I don't necessarily want to then go, perfect, come into my world and here, go to some other coach in my team. But obviously that has an impact in terms of the way my business is designed, the structure, the vision in that. So I'm not saying that my way is the best way. It all comes down to your goals and also what's important to you as well. But I then get my tick of working with other people, having a team around me in different ways. And it feels like I'm an extension a lot of times to my clients' teams and I work on great projects, I collaborate with others and to have a trusted network around me so that for bigger projects, then I can then get associate trainers and coaches if I need to as well. So that also means that I don't necessarily need to have that commitment or that team around me constantly. But then in order to allow me to have the most amount of times to work with my clients and to do the things that I want to do and I'm best at doing in my business, then I have got a outsourced team around me. So I've got a virtual assistant, I've got my podcast editor, I've got IT support when I need to for things to do with my website, etc. And graphic design. So these individuals, I see them as being an extension to my wider team as well, but it's not the same as actually having a team that I'm accountable to, to deliver, to get work in, to pay, to guide in a kind of more traditional way. And that's the beauty of the online world that we work in, how we can actually have people that are highly skilled but you can actually work with them on a freelance or an outsource basis. So it goes back to what I said before. Don't wait until you go, I've got that perfect time so I can now have someone to help me. You can often start that journey a lot quicker by doing it in a different way. So that freelance model, looking at the online world out there as well, and it can allow you to open up those opportunities sooner rather than later. But you've got to ultimately, first of all, decide and commit to getting help and not doing everything yourself. My second top tip really comes down to you being the person that needs to provide the clear direction and ultimately to be the boss. Otherwise, problems will arise. Otherwise, it will be a nightmare for you. Otherwise, it will be a nightmare for those that are working in your team as well. So you want to make sure that you are the one that gets to choose what is the direction, what's the choices that I'm making for my business. Yes, absolutely. Get input, get collaboration from others as well in your team, get them involved. But really, you do need to have that direction of what's right for you, especially if the business is your business, ultimately. Because otherwise, it could be like you're pulled from pillar to post. Everybody's working on different visions. They've got different ideas. And actually, it's like you might feel like you're in a team, but you're all driving in different directions. So I want you to be the person that is steering the ship, that's deciding here's a path, here's a destination that we're going to, and actually making sure that everybody that you're working with, especially if you are employing them or they're working very closely with you, that they're on that same bus they're on that same direction they really are excited about it as well 
And again, thinking back to the corporate or the traditional world, well, often that direction came from right at the top of the organization. And then you were able to distill your division or your departments or your role in terms of how do you and your team help for that. But the good news and sometimes the daunting news for some people is that it's up to you. You get to be the person that chooses and sets that direction. And then it's not about micromanaging your team, far from it, I'd absolutely not want you to do that. But if you give people too much autonomy or too much responsibility without that clear vision, well, you're not helping set them up for success because it's like, well, what should they do? What is a good idea? How does that plug into what the strategy is for the next 90 days, for the next year? If they don't know that, then actually it's harder for them to make those decisions and to truly help you and your business. So giving them responsibility can really help you because the worst thing that you could do is to take on people or to get help from people, but then you then become the bottleneck because you're the person that's having to make all the decisions or you're micromanaging them and it can be really frustrating them. So it's about having that open, honest conversation, sharing what the vision is that you have, what their role is, getting them involved in it in terms of the responsibility that they can take, giving them clear boundaries in terms of what you would expect them to do, what you'd want them to do without necessarily coming back to you for permission or needing to get it approved. Because again, that can slow down progress in your business, but still having some boundaries in place can make a huge impact. And remember the previous skills that you used in your corporate world or the roles that you've had before, bring them back. You can utilize them to help you to really nurture and to lead your team. The third thing that is worth us talking about, and I've personally experienced it, and I've heard so many clients share this with me over the years, is that frustration that the people that you're working with, your team, no matter the structure around it, they don't care as much about things as you do. But the honest truth is, no one is going to care as much about your business as you do. Why would they? Okay, they've got their own priorities. They've got their own lives. I'm not saying that they'll just be coming in to clock in and clock out. And I'm sure, especially in a small business, that they're really excited about what you're doing and the company and the organization and what you get involved in. But ultimately, It's like it's your baby, so you're the one that has to care for it more, that you're the one that will have the sleepless nights around it, I'm sure. And I used to get frustrated, especially when we had great projects or deadlines coming in, and I'd be working, 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 and then someone I was working with like, oh, cool, perfect, well, I'll see you tomorrow, and I'm going, oh, you know, it'd be a bit frustrating. But ultimately, I had to remember, it's not their business, and why would they be expected to operate as, as if they were the boss in that way? So it's okay. Don't take it personally. Just remember, it's your business. It's not their business. They, I'm sure, will have other commitments, and they'll be able to switch off a lot easier in the same way that I'm sure you did when you were in that previous role during holidays, during times if you were sick, for example, you can then just go, okay, well, actually, I can completely just switch off because the world's not going to fall apart. But I know from first-hand experience that when it's our own business, it can feel very different from when we worked in the corporate world. And that's why you're the boss. And remember, that's why you have to be prescriptive. If you want things to be done in a certain way, i.e. for brand guidelines to be followed or for the way that you do customer service, it's absolutely okay for you to be that person to say, this is the way that I want it to happen. How do we actually focus on it? 
And instead of expecting your team to be mind readers and to do things exactly the way that you would do them if you haven't told them or if you haven't trained them or shown them in that way as well. And that also applies to those that you're working on a contract basis with. I'm very clear with my virtual assistant in terms of how I like certain things done and therefore it makes life easier for her and therefore it's not frustrating for me either or for her as well. Does that make sense? So really just think about they're not mind readers. No one's going to care or put as much time or attention into things than you might be doing, but that's okay. Number four is recognizing and using everyone's superpower and being really transparent and open about that in your team. If you've listened to any previous episodes, you'll have heard me talk about wealth dynamics and your entrepreneurial superpower. And the fact that I don't really work with any business owners until they've actually done their superpower test, the wealth dynamics test, so that we can understand, are they more of a star? Are they more of a supporter, a deal maker, a trader? an accumulator, a lord, a mechanic, or a creator. And the reason for that is it makes a massive impact in the way that they work, the way that they'll get their best results, the way that they'll communicate, the way that they'll work well with people, the way that they'll annoy people as well. And it fundamentally impacts the way that they design and the strategies in their business. So when I'm working with my clients, often then we're then working with their teams as well to go, okay, what's their current team? Let's look at their superpowers as well. Let's see are they playing to the strengths? Are they doing the right task, the activities? Are they in the right role? And especially when it comes to growing their team, where are the missing gaps? How can we help them, especially with the business strategy and the vision to plug in those gaps as well? So really, don't try and get your team to be an all-rounder as well. This is something I see people doing all the time. They're looking for that one person that can make their life easier and do everything else in their business so that them, the business owners, can focus on what they're doing. But ultimately, that means that we're expecting that person to be a complete all-rounder. But instead, you want to really match up the tasks, match up the goals, the role, to make sure that they are playing to their strengths as much as they possibly can to help you and to help them. And when you share your superpower with your team, when you understand and bring their superpower into the conversation, it really allows conversations to flow and for you to value each other in such a deeper and a more appreciative way as well. So if you're curious to find out what your superpower is, if you haven't already, or for your teams, then head over to rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash superpower or check out the show notes and you'll find a link to that as well. And finally, the other thing that we have to do as business owners, small business owners primarily, when it comes to growing our team, is to sort out challenges ASAP. Because especially with being in a small team, you need to address things super quick. Otherwise, it can have a massive impact on the morale of the team, how you're feeling about your business, how they're feeling. And compared to, again, being part of a a larger team or a larger organization, you don't have as much slack in there. So everybody needs to be working and pulling in the same direction. If they're not, then that's where we need to address that quickly. Because otherwise, you can end up taking more of that burden back on yourself. It can become more of a headache and a hindrance working with people rather than them actually helping you and the business. So you want to make sure that you really are helping them in their role to be successful. 
And absolutely, it doesn't mean that things are going to be perfect. There'll be things that won't go quite well at times. And it's all about giving them feedback, being really clear with, again, the vision, being clear with your expectations, having two-way conversations and dialogue, giving them a chance to prove themselves, but also feedback as a gift. Let them know what they're doing really well. And if things can be improved, then have that conversation and allow them the opportunity to really be successful in their role. So remember, it links back to what I said before. Also make sure that you are being fair and not changing the goalposts, not expecting too much from them, especially if you haven't got that clear vision or the clear expectations set. Then no wonder it can be a bit more challenging for them and for you as well. And finally, you have got choices. So if things aren't working for you, then don't just put up with it for the long term because you might be scared of, okay, well, if they're not doing it, what's it going to mean for me or out of loyalty? That's no good for you. It's not good for them. It's not good for the business. So have that culture of open, honest conversations and really making sure that you're all going in the same direction. So there you have it. If you've currently got a team, what do you think on reflection you are doing well and what can you improve upon? And if you've been here listening, thinking, right, okay, I really can do with some help as well. What would you get help with first of all to do? Who would be that first person and what is the best way that you can do that? Could it be a contractor? Could it be someone just doing something for you on a freelance basis? Or could it be someone that's actually part of your team and it might be part-time first of all? And how does that fit in with the design of what you want your business to be like? As always, I'm really interested to see your key takeaways from this episode. So please do reach out to me, whether that's on email or Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook, whatever way you prefer and where you hang out, you'll find out all the ways to connect with me on the show notes over at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash 67. I look forward to helping you to really grow your business, to get out your way. And a big way of doing that is to get people to help you. So enjoy the journey. And I look forward to being back in your ears next week. So until then, bye for now. If you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business, and even with all the action that you're taking, you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated, then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face. But don't worry, you can rapidly transform that from today. Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine-tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.